And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. With me, I have independent actress Rusty McCree with me. So hello to everybody. Hello, everyone. And tonight, we're actually doing something a little bit different. If you noticed, I don't have any of the horror themes or anything like that. The Scream on Screen is definitely still happening, but it might be tomorrow. And also, too, we're finishing up with Scream on Screen next week with Chris Minori. I do apologize to everyone that we weren't able to do our review of The Shining or anything because I ran into technical difficulties because of a storm that came through last night, which was a cold front. So, you know, I do appreciate Rossi being on the show tonight. And matter of fact, it wasn't for her. I would not even been introduced into the show or anything like that. I would have <laughs> not known anything about it or anything like that. So I do appreciate you introduce me to the show. You're so welcome. You know, I'm always looking out for good shows and stuff that we can review. And I really fell in love with Sweet Tooth. To be honest with you, I didn't know what to expect. Number <laughs> one, I never heard of Sweet Tooth. I've been so wrapped up in doing other stuff for the show, uh -huh. for the podcast and things like that. For instance, trailer, the trailer reactions that we do on YouTube. Then, of mm -hmm. course, uh, doing these horror reviews all month long. So... This movie, th this TV show actually caught, caught me off guard. Yeah. So when you said, hey, let's do Sweet Tooth, I'm thinking it's a horror movie <laughs> that we're going to be doing. I'm like, okay, let's do it. So because I didn't even watch a trailer because when my friends recommend a show, that's when I go on ahead. I don't even worry about watching the trailer. I just go full throttle in. Okay. Okay. Because that's the same way when I did with Squid Game, because Frenchie messages me. He goes, hey, and he messaged me at 11 o'clock at night, which he never does. Mm -hmm. So he's like, dude, you need to check out Squid Game. I said, what the heck is Squid Game? So next thing you know, I wind up doing a review with Squid Game, and I wind up falling in love with the show for Squid Game. So with right. this, I had the same love, same dedication that I have with Squid Game as I do for this. Now, nice. let's just talk about Sweet Tooth for a second here. Okay. All so, right. My, my question is this. Did you know it was actually based off of a comic? I did some research, and yes, I found out, actually I have it here, that it was based on Jeff Lemire's, you yeah. know, comic of the same name, Sweet Tooth. So just found that out recently, didn't know. And also, it was produced by Robert Downey Jr. That was something that was surprising to me, to see Robert yes. Downey Jr.'s thing in the production. I'm like, okay, right. this tells me that Robert's going to take care of the production. He knows what to look for with this. Plus, he's right. worked with comic book-based stuff before. Absolutely, so he has his yes. thumbprints in it. So, right. And seeing the comic book artwork and seeing it format into a live adaptation, into a TV show and everything, you can definitely tell this has a comic book-based feel to it. And yes. things like that. So that's something I did appreciate from it. And also, too, Sweet Tooth for me reminds me of that one rock, ba that one band back in the early 2000s. Uh, I don't know if you remember, I forgot what the name of the band is, but they used uh, some t something with the special effects with uh, the little kid that play plays in this uh, TV series, though, too. But I okay. can't think of that band for anything. So. But anyways, uh, if anybody's wondering what Sweet Tooth is, it's about 10, year, uh, about 10 years ago, the Great Crumble Society collapsed due to a viral pandemic of a disease known as the sick, wiping out the most of the human population and leading to the mysterious emer emergence of, a hybrid, of hybrid babies that are born part human and part animal. 
And here's the thing that I liked about the premise was they were unsure whether hybrids are the cause of the virus or a result of the virus. Many humans fear and hunt the hybrids. Gus is a half deer, half hybrid, lives in the wilderness in his father who dies when Gus is nine years old. So here's the thing. When it first opens up, we're not introduced to Gus. Or anything. Right. We're introduced to, to this other couple who happens to be a. This guy happens to be a doctor. His wife is pregnant. She right. winds up pretty much losing her balance into the hospital and ER, and they don't know exactly what's going on with her. Then all yeah. of a sudden, she gives birth to this baby, and then you see wings on the kid. You see, you see deformity. You see a mutant kind of lifestyle for this kid. Right. It's totally different, right. and. You know, the first thoughts that came to my head is like, how is the outside world society going to feel about these half human, half wing babies, especially when it's new and something that they're afraid of? Because when society does is not used to something, they are afraid of something. And therefore, when they're afraid of something, they're going to attack it because they don't have the same kind of beliefs and feelings that they do. So especially when they, they, and especially like you said, when they think that the hybrids are the cause of, you know, um, the sick or it was a, what, G, yeah, G, yeah, yeah, H5G9. So, which is the, the, the term of the, the clinical term of the virus. Um, anyways, the doctor and the wife who ends up having a hybrid, remember that in the, one of the ways that you can tell that someone has it is they have this little finger flinch you know, and they're off balance. So what we see in the beginning is, of course, like you said, things are crazy, hospitals are flooded, and you um, see Gus as a baby with his dad. And they're heading off to the wilderness because people want to kill these hybrids. They want to do experiments on these hybrids because they believe that the hybrids, you know, that's the reason why everyone's sick are these hybrids. One thing I have to say, though, aren't they the cutest, though? They are. I love the hybrids. Aren't they to be so honest. adorable? They kind of remind you of these little statues that our parents used to collect. As yes. Those little right. knickknacks that we used to get. The little knickknacks, <laughs> right. And that's what it reminds me of. It reminds me of those little small statues uh, and stuff like that. And that's what I like. I like this little fantasy element mixed in with real life and realism. Right. And right. it gives you something to relate to. And also, too, yes. I like how the narration is done. While you have the couple that's going into the hospital and ER, and then it yeah. focuses in on Gus and his father, and you're wondering, yeah. how does this go with that? It doesn't right. – it seems like that it's not cohesive. Because right. it's like, okay, how is this character and this other character alike is what right. you're wondering. Through, yes. through the first two episodes. I'm almost yes. done with the second episode, but we're going to review that, on, not this Thursday, but the following Thursday. Yes, right. But, you know, then, you know, the father winds up building the house for Gus, building yes. a safe environment for him, and also building the right. fence around everything to yes. protect him from these poachers that are hunting down right. the hybrids. And it also reminds me of a lot of a conspiracy, conspiracy theorists. You know, okay. where basically they're not sure where this virus is coming from or where these hybrids are coming from, but we're going to attack what we see rather than what we don't know. Absolutely. Because, and because they believe in something, that makes them that more dangerous. Yes. 
And so what happens is, like you said, Gus, Gus, Gus's father, who is played by Will Forte. And I also want to say Gus is, um, oh, goodness, let me get his name, Christian Convery. That's mm-hmm. who plays Gus. So he's raised out in the wilderness for that the first nine years of his life. That's all he knows. Like you said, there's a perimeter because Will is trying to, or Gus's dad is trying to keep him safe from, like you said, the poachers. So he and his dad, his dad teaches him how to do everything, everything out there, because obviously not going to be around forever. The saddest part is that, you know, Gus's dad did die when he was nine years old. There was this pill that he had left Gus because Gus doesn't know about a mom, doesn't know about anything like that. So after his dad dies, which is so sad, he ends up going and gets the pill, opens it up. And in that little pail was everything that Gus needed to know. But there is a picture in there of a woman. And Gus assumes that that's his mom. And so the story starts. Right. He wants and, to find his mom. He wants a mom. Right. But not only that, but I like the survival tactics that his father's yes. trying to teach him too. Because right. he's, as he's getting older, his dad's like, what do you do when you see a human? Run. What do you do when you uh, hear something in the wilderness and everything? Hide. I right. love the survival tactics with him and his father. I think the chemistry between the um, father and son relationship is very good. I like that dynamic yeah. between them. And also, too, this movie is very atmospheric and developing yes. the environment that it needs to be. Yeah. And I love the wilderness aspect of it, of Yellowstone, and with them being in this Yellowstone Park. Right. And they're trying to survive on their own, and the father's building the house, and he's trying to teach them uh, survival tactics. Yes. And then... You know, he's also making books for Gus so that way he can right. read. Right. And making up his own stories, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Which I really find interesting. Yeah. Um, let's see. What's my favorite scene? You know, after the, you know, well, actually, let's talk about when they do get confronted. Because as Gus is growing up, he's curious about what else is out there. So right. there is a, a, a part of the first episode where he does go and finds the the fence where it, where it starts at and he's you can t- he's contemplating what he was taught he knows he's not supposed to go but obviously as a kid he's curious and remember as he's getting ready to go his dad shows up and snatches him and t- and and really gets upset and stresses the point to him you can't go out there there are people that want to hurt you. And Gus is just a little kid. He doesn't understand. By the way, he's half deer, just to let you guys know. And so you see the progress of his little antlers grow as he gets older, which is, they did such a good job on the, you know, the animation, the graphics. Anyways, but there is a point where they do get confronted. There's a guy out in the woods and um, he sees that, you know, someone's living there. and you get to see how serious these poachers are. I mean, you understand that this is serious. Like these people are out to experiment or hunt them like they're animals. Because like you said, they don't understand what they're not used to, you know, how we are as humans. Exactly. And also too, you know, I like how it has like a little bit of a Lion King kind of feel to it. 
And it says okay. anything the light touches, the light is yours. Gus right. cannot okay. even go outside of that gate, pretty much. And Not pretty much, at all. To be oh. honest with you, the outside world is like the dark, shadowy world that Mufasa is trying to protect his son against. Right. And everything. Right. So I got that aspect of it. And then also, too, my favorite quote in this, what came first? The hybrids or the virus? I love that right. quote because it has a, like, right. a little bit of a high fidelity quote that John Cusack right. comes from is like what came first the music or uh, I'm not I, don't, I forgot the actual quote but that but yeah yes. that's what it reminded me of a little bit of high fidelity with John Cusack using that quote but using it as a hybrid and yes. virus type of deal is how do you go ahead and fight a virus that we don't know anything about right. and can't see versus something that we can see right and I love that too it has like a little bit of x-men kind of vibes to it as well yeah absolutely about absolutely I, I get that you're just right and you know like you said gus wants a mother he wants he thinks yes. his mother's still alive pub Pubba thinks uh tells him that she's dead and everything yes. and of course gus also knows that he's hiding stuff from him and yes. the, the heartbreak on his face when mm. he says, you still think I'm little? Because, of course, he winds up coming out of the gate and everything because he's curious yeah. and it piqued his attention. And Papa yeah. goes on ahead and tells him, you're not ready for that yet. Because you still think right. I'm little. You are little because you broke the rules, Gus. Exactly. So right. you are little. Because, right. Yeah. But you don't tell me everything. That's because it's not time for me to tell you. Right. And I also, also like. Hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go this also goes back to the survival tactic thing for a minute. When he's stepping the rocks. Yes, that's right. He's getting older. Because yes. uh, he's supposed to be stealthy. He's supposed to be quiet, but he can't be quiet because he, when he's skipping, there's actually one rock that's actually further out that he can't get right. to yet because he hasn't made that last step yet. It's right. like a progress of being child to preteen yep. to man kind of thing and and you know bringing that up i do like how you said um after his dad dies you know gus has to survive on us on his own so you do see the progress you see him when he first starts remember with the whole water thing when he's trying to figure out how to get the clean water and setting that whole thing up and he's getting frustrated because yep. he can't do it and you do see him progress and back to those stones remember as he gets better he starts skipping those stones. I mean, you see him get ready for the world because eventually he's got to go out in the world. And after dad dies, um, his savior who ends up saving him, what was the guy's name? Um, Jeopard. Yeah, Jeopard winds up saving him. But I also yes. like the fact too, you know, you have this guy named Jeopard. You don't know quite to what to think of him. As a matter of fact, right. he calls him big man. Because he's yes. bigger than he is. Yes. Right. So I like the fact that, you know, he's poking fun at him, even though he comes. Yeah. And then, of course, to, uh, he's also calling him Sweet Tooth, Gus Sweet Tooth as well. But right. also, too, the way they're actually introduced is something that I really feel like is special. Yes. Too, because of the fact that he goes out on his own. He thinks that he's ready to take on the world. And, of course, he's not ready. He winds right. up getting caught by these poachers. And these poachers are the ones that are winds up where he has to try and save him. Right. Right. And that's when, um, obviously that's when we meet Jeopard. And, and, and the thing about Jeopard was 
you don't know is it is he a poacher is he was he out there helping them you know what i mean because he just shows up and so what ends up happening is like you said um jeopard is not there to hurt sweet tooth he sweet tooth tells him his story what he wants to do he wants to go and look for his mom so jeopard decides i'm going to get you to they were going to colorado that's where he's trying to get to to find his mom and so their journey takes place and jeopard doesn't want really to be involved with this kid, but he feels for this kid. And so his thing is, I'm going to get you to a certain point and help you get there and make sure that you're okay. But not saying I'm getting you all the way to Colorado. Right. He's like, I'm going to get you there halfway there. But after that, right. you're on your own. Right. And another thing though, too, is I like how Jasper is actually smart though, because he winds up hiding underneath that secret passage thing that um, right. Gus's father Winds up making for him. Gus runs underneath yes. there, and then of course we see him goes, "Hey, sweet tooth, you, you you know that I can I know where you're hiding." And next thing you know, he winds up taking him out of there. And right. of course, and I like how he's even saying the gu- rules and guidelines, the same rules and guidelines that his father's setting for him. Yes, too. Yeah, and he's fixing everything that needs to be fixed. And of course, the kid is all Gus is also using his imagination. He has no friends or anything like that. Yeah. So you see yeah. him trying to fix things. You see him trying right. to cut the bushes, trying to do everything right. that his dad does. The right. scissors is the scissor garden stuff is actually broken. Right. Which to me, symbolizes the brokenness of of Sweet Tooth. Also symbolizes him losing his father. Right. And how that. everything is just in so disarray in his life. That he becomes yes. frustrated with everything, and yes, then of very- course, when then when uh, the char- when that character comes into his life, he's fixing the pipes for him. He's telling yep. him, "Look, you need to move the scarecrows because the, the birds are not stupid. They're going to know right. that something's up if you're not moving them. They're not stupid." Right. And then telling him where to actually uh, do the garden work and stuff yep. like that, and trying to keep him safe. I believe if Gus wouldn't have gone out and fo- try to follow him. Yeah. I would say that he was trying to set it up to where he always, he could see him sometimes and visit Gus. Right. I get and that. try to be there for him. If he needed food, if he needed anything, he would have a way of survival. Because Jeopard no, you know, kid, you have to still stay here. Mm-hmm. Like you, you have to stay here. So therefore fixing up things, showing him how to do things so that this is your home. Like you, you can't leave here. Because right. obviously we find out things later on. But um, I do want to say that when the kid does start following him and, and and they do decide, I jumped ahead, but when they do decide that, you know, Jeopard's going to help out Gus and try to get him halfway there. Remember, Gus has grown a lot. So his antlers, <laughs> there's nothing he can do with them. So I thought it was how um, um, interesting how, uh, Jeopard fixed that, which was, wasn't it a helmet or something that he yeah. made? Like, a, you know, as if the kid was dressing up and yeah. Right. As if he was like a human trying to right. fit trying to make him look society. Human boy. Right. Right. Kind of like what Johnny Five did on short circuit two, trying to get the trench coat to fit in like a human <laughs> being. And it doesn't really work. Yes. I, and it does not work. Opinion, Gus's viewpoint, it does work in a sense, but right. you know, also to uh, with Pubba, though, too, he also winds up giving him the key, and that's how he finds yes. out as well. Right. And we're not going to give you everything away or anything like that because of the fact right. that this show is still fresh. 
And yes. I don't want to spoil everything for everybody because I want everybody to still be surprised right? Uh, by this. But I love the music in this with the indie folk kind of music vibe with the yep. mountain kind of music and how yep. forestry it actually looks. Like I said, it's very atmospheric, um, right. atmospheric which is something yep. I appreciated with this film. And the narration, like you said, yep. um, you know, it, his voice reminded me, remember the Dukes of Hazard. Remember yeah, the narrator? Yeah. yeah, his voice, he sounded exactly like, for some reason, that narrator back on the Dukes of Hazard. But I do like the fact that they do have a narrator telling a story. It brings everything together. Um, this is just, I, and you had mentioned something. When you texted me the other day, you were like, oh my gosh, Rossi, this is a really good series. And you yeah. were like, it, um, um, it, it is for family, but it was a word that you used. I, for some reason, I can't bring it up, but I can't, I can't think of it. But anyways, this is a, a series that the whole family can, can yeah. watch, you know, and I do find it perfect for the, um, the, the season, you know, I was um, gonna mention that. you know what it, I mean? It feels yeah. good for the season. It feels very seasonal. That's what I mean by atmospheric, though. Too. Right. Right. Because of the fact it's the perfect time for fall in winter, I feel like this yes. is a very good way of, uh, of the like the, for the like the last day of of winter, I mean, right. of uh, of uh, fall, and then it goes fall. into winter. I feel like right. this is a good way if you're trying to get something that's not too complex. Yes. That that is just a narration of a story, a simple story, and you feel like that. You're being told a story, like a children's story in a sense. Right. But also for right. adults. So they made it right. where adults can actually adapt to it. Absolutely. It, absolutely. It is for the family. And I wanted to say that it's James Brolin who is narrating the the the, really? the series. So yes, absolutely. Okay. And it did not sound like him at all. No, James Brolin does not. I'll be like, no, no, you're it did not. <laughs> it sounds like a man that's aged a little bit more. For some reason, James Brolin just looks so young. He always looks young, but it didn't sound like him, but it is him that's doing a narration. He did a damn good job on the narration, I must say, because like you said, it's like opening up. Remember the kids' pop-up books? Yeah, I do. And, you know, okay. the antlers itself, to me, yes. reminds me of the pop-up books. Even yes. the house that Papa makes reminds yes, right. me of the pop-up books, the forest. Right. Everything looks Absolutely. like a pop-up book. Yep. It's like a pop-up book, yes. And I love that. I, I feel like a kid again, in a sense, and everything too. <laughs> and I and this is what I was telling my coworker this uh, this morning when I said we were going to be reviewing this. Mm -hmm. I said, you know, I like this show because of the fact it teaches children not to judge other people for what they Absolutely. are and what they look Absolutely. like, right. and it it is skin deep, basically, yes. right. and. I said adults can actually learn from this too if they yes. go ahead and take those blinders and those veils off. Right. Because you're not supposed to judge anybody or anything like that. Absolutely. And, you know, I love that aspect of, you know, yeah, someone's different than you. And then trying to fit into society because they're so different. And because they right. can't fit into society because they are different because other people look down on someone that may look different or being right. bullied or anything like that. I feel like right. this show grabbed, will grab someone in some way to where yes. they can relate to it. Right. And also I want to say that, you know, as part, part of that with um, 
Gus, as you're sitting there, because I have to say that when I saw this advertised on Netflix, I, I thought it was, oh, it's a kid's show. I'm not going to I'm not going to watch it before I know it. I'm like, you know, my husband and I are sitting and I'm like, let's just try it. Let's just let's just watch it. Watch the first episode. It's kind of different. Odd. OK, so this is going to be about hybrids. And before you know it, I'm sitting there and I'm on episode three. Right. And it's just crazy and then how I'm a show will do finishing, that. Finishing it up. And it was just really good. They did a good job. And the, while you're watching it, you're saying to yourself throughout the whole thing, why would anyone want to hurt him? Right. You know, and like you get it, you understand it, but then you look in there, harmless. You know what I mean? It's, it was just really good. Right, because here's the thing. It's easy to see that on the screen, but imagine us as human beings seeing that taking place at the same... We're going through a virus time right now, too. So imagine if all of a sudden you wind up seeing hybrids and everything. Would you be caring? Or would you wind up being judgmental and everything else? Because do you change within the virus itself. You start evolving right. as a, right. as the virus evolves. Basically, everything that you once uh, were as a human being, like you thought yeah. you were kind-hearted, gentle, warm, yeah. welcoming, and then you start changing because right. the virus is changing because of the hybrids. And right. then you start adapting into another way of thinking that you never thought you would think before. Right. And it's like, what choice do you make? Because of this, and, and, and there you different. go. You know, it's like, you know, could you sit there and you, I mean, obviously, if you watch something like Sweet Tooth, you know, you, you know, you start thinking about, you know, like you said, how would I deal with that? You know, and of course, at first, you know, you're, it's scary, it's different, we're not right. used to it, but would I hurt them? Would I be okay with them? Be, you know what I mean? You, you start right. like, you know, like you said, questioning yourself. How would yeah, I do it? Your own self motives. Yeah. Right. Everything. Cause you, like you said, you look at it on the screen and, and, and it's just, they're adorable. You know what I mean? The, the little baby that they show in the beginning, so cute. Yeah. But like you said, how would we deal with that in, in real life? And exactly. I would hope that, you know, once we find out, I guess, that they're harmless and whatever you'd hope that you'd be a good person. You know, I know I, how I feel I would be, but easier said than done. Exactly. And that's also why I like man of steel so much from Zack Snyder because it has that same, you haven't seen the man of steel with uh, Henry, Henry Cavill. Oh my God. Okay. So it has a lot of controversial stuff because of the stuff that Superman is not supposed to kill and stuff like that. Okay. it deals with real life emotions in a sense where it's a little bit of realism, but mixed in with a little bit of comic book work though too, okay. because imagine an alien living on our planet that can fly, that has strength, uh, 10 times the human strength that we have and lasers and every and x-ray vision and everything else. And he's here on earth and you're face to face with him. Would you right. be scared of him? Would you accept him to right. be able to save you? Or would you hate Mm -hmm. hate against him? Right. And that's why I like Man of Steel so much because they actually put that in that film. And it gives us a different way of looking at Superman instead of that Christopher Reeves one. It's like, oh my God, Superman, thank you for saving me. No, this one's dealing with so much emotion into 
into that in that range of realism and this is what i feel like what sweet tooth is doing too is like right. how would you adapt to someone that's different than you how would right. you react to these hybrids and if right. a show is if a show or movie sticks with you throughout the week it makes you question certain things that show yep. or movie has done its job and i said the same thing absolutely drunk whenever i interviewed the people from the holly shorts film and everything before my internet cut out on that. But I said that to them too, <laughs> that, you know, that's how you know you have something special. When Absolutely. it sticks with you. And Very that's true. what I feel like Sweet Tooth does. Because even Absolutely. I even question my own self motives at work. And yeah, right. And I'm like, if there's a way <laughs> right. to be a better person right. than what we already think that we are, right. I'm going to try and quit and analyze myself and try to be self-aware of what I'm doing. Yeah. That's so funny you say that because literally like, you know, obviously watching this, you know, before I go to work, you know, I'm always, you know, I guess like a little prayer to myself, you know, um, I look to go and be good to everyone, treat everyone nice, appreciate, you know what I mean? Like, right. you know, yeah. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, this movie, this t- I keep on saying movie, but it's not. But this TV show, <laughs> I mean, it. I'm glad that you introduced me to this show. Thank you. I really Thank am. You. Because I didn't know what to expect. Like I said, I've been doing right. horror movies all month long. This gives right. me a little bit of a breather to try something new that I never thought that I would try before. And I did this right. back with Stranger Things season one before it was, when it was like really underground before it became popular, okay. before the merchandise, okay. before Hot Topic got their hands on everything. Right. Okay. I watched it. Uh, and one of my friends, well, my fans of the page messaged me and goes, dude, did you see Stranger Things? I'm like, no, I haven't seen Stranger Things. What is it? Next thing they know, it, they're, uh, they're selling me on the premise. Next mm-hmm. thing you know, I'm watching and I'm glued in. I've been a fan ever right. since. With this yep. one, I can see myself doing the same thing that I did with Stranger Things. Right. Uh, this one, I mean, like I said, I grinded out. We watched it in a day, finished it, started that morning, finished it that evening. So pleased with it. Called my sister. She has young kids. It's like, oh, my gosh, you got to have, you know, your son. You guys should watch this. You know, they do Sunday movie night. And I'm like, you've got to do Sweet Tooth. It's a great series. I think your boys will really like it. I mean, I was telling everyone about it. And that's when I reached out to you. and was like, oh, my gosh, John, you got to check out Sweet Tooth because I just finished it. And I felt like being that it is different, that um, you get it and, you know, like it. So when you, you know, let me know the other day, this is really good. I was like, it's special. It's original. It's authentic. So, yeah. Um, But here's another thing that I need to talk about before we get on to the rest of the review. And it's about manscape. <laughs> and speaking of manscaping, it can actually get kind of hairy down there. You need a little <laughs> bit of help to drum your boys and everything. And I got a, just a special offer here just in time for the holidays. As a matter of fact, and you, you actually get 20% off on the promo code at, and use Movie Loves You. Now you get free shipping, free handle, uh, handling on on the Lawnmower 4.0. What is the 4.0, you ask? I'm glad you asked that, Rossi. I do appreciate that because I know you're interested in this <laughs> because it's just fantastic. But support for Movie Lovers United is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precise precise engineer tools for the family jewels 
even Sasquatch would need something for his downstairs area because of how hairy that he is down there. So Absolutely. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The 4.0 joined over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. This is the exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the sh- uh, with the code MovieLovesUnite at Manscaped.com. And also, too, like I said before, Sasquatch. You know how you know he's a big guy, Ross. You know that you know big boy. I would like for him to shave if I was with Sasquatch. Yeah, Absolutely. you don't want to have all that mess or anything like that. So no, imagine shaving. You. Imagine him shaving with a sleek, well-designed, and optimized trimmer that makes shaving time the favorite time in the bathroom. If he was able to use the bathroom, but he probably has to go into the woods. Absolutely. Well, landscape might not be the best tool for him because he needs power. But you know, <laughs> let's say for instance that this is Harry and the Hendersons instead. But right, but right. I have some good he news. Has power. Exactly. And guess what? I have some good news. I'm one of the few first people to try the new 4.0, and I'm blown away by by the performance. The craftsmanship and details in the 4.0 are the next level in manscaping. As a matter of fact, I was using a razor way before I used Manscaped. I would always nick my balls and everything. You don't want to nick your balls. (laughs) Nicking your balls is probably the worst thing in the world and everything. Your balls will start bleeding and everything. Mm -hmm. Then next thing you know, you have to have that awkward conversation in the emergency room why you nicked your balls in the first place. So therefore, you don't want to do that. So what you want to do is you want to invest in something that's nice, which is Manscaped. Engineering the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and incredible comfortable grooming experience. The fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge uh, somatic br- uh, blade to reduce grooming accidents. Thanks to the advanced skin safe technology. I now feel comfortable, confident shaving my boys. This upgrade trimmer includes a multifunctional on and off switch that can engineer a uh, travel lock, which is good for Harry and the Hendersons. It also gives you the ability to turn the 4,000 led spotlight on, on the ho- off when needed for those, hard to reach areas that you never knew that you had before all that hair growing underneath there. You don't want to be like an oversized Sasquatch or, or anything like that. So go on ahead, get the lawnmower 4.0, even get this, the lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard lengths with sizes one through four. That's always good because you don't want to trim with the wrong size blades. That's going to be really bad. Just as bad as shaving with a bad blade that you go into the emergency room with. So you definitely don't (laughs) want to do that. Uh, did I mention wireless charging? The new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic indu- induction, which can help battery length last longer. Men, if you've been shaving with that with the same nut trimmer you're on your face, you've been doing it wrong. No person wants to see uh, pubes in their mouth. No, you don't, your woman wants a nice little smooth surface and everything. You don't want it to be like a jungle down there from Anaconda. You want this thing to be smooth. Mm-hmm. You don't want Ice Cube to come out there on his boat and go, damn, you need a sheep. No. <laughs> you don't want to go on hand and do that. You want to go on hand and invest, investigate, not investigate, but you want to go on ahead and invest in something that's nice and smooth for your boys. It's time to get your own ball and hair trimmer with Manscaped to make me time the best time and enhance your confidence with some nice smooth boys. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the movie code movie loves you tonight at manscaped.com and your balls will thank you. And Ice Cube will say, damn, that looks like a good set of balls right there. <laughs> so that's everything you need to know about Manscaped 4.0. It's perfect time for the holidays. So now let's continue on with our sweet tooth review. <laughs> Can I can I say this about Manscaped? I do want to yes. say this. Last year, the first time I heard about them was a year ago when my uh, daughter-in-law got my son, her husband, Manscaped. And he was telling me about it. 
And he says he did say that he enjoys his bathroom time because he loves all the they showed the box that you get. Oh, it's, it's some great. good stuff. In it. It's, it's re- like it's some awesome stuff. Very classy looking. But yeah. So that's the first time I heard about it. Manscaped. It My son has it there. Yeah. Right. And right. matter of fact, you got I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. You get like ball deodorant. You also get the ball yes. enhancer. You also get and I want to try their weed whacker. I haven't tried that one out yet, but their stuff is the best <laughs> stuff whenever it comes down to the manscaping <laughs> and grooming uh, stuff. I strongly re- recommend it. And also, too, is like a nice, clean shave doing landscaping for your manscape. So well, there you go. Awesome. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> I actually like awesome. this bag. This is a little travel bag that they sent me. So nice. anyways. Uh, so, but I also have the manscaper and stuff like that. I'm not going to demonstrate. I don't want to get um, <laughs> terminated from over here. So with that being said, uh, okay. what what else did you want to talk about as far as the show goes? Um, so I don't want to give it away, but I do want to just say mm-hmm. that um, the first episode, he, he does leave with Jeopard on the search for his mother. Okay. Yeah, that's right. The journey right. begins. The journey because begins. Right. And it also has a feel of the Hobbit in a sense, because I can't help but imagine something from the Hobbit Yeah, in this because of the fact that he's never been out of his area. He's always played it safe. He's been in that Hobbit hole for years and centuries. All of a sudden he he has a sense for adventure. He wants to do something different. A Baggins never travels. He stays to himself. He does everything he needs to do. With Sweet Tooth, he wants to travel. He wants to do his adventure. And going to Colorado and trying to see if, what, what his mother's been up to after all this time, right. if she's still alive, if she's not, right. if she'll accept him, if she's not going to accept him. Because we don't right. know. Here's the thing, too. We don't know why the father was on the run with him right. or not. Exactly. We assume right. maybe she's dead because that's the story right. that Papa told him. But does not necessarily yeah. mean that she, he's alive. Right. She, I mean, that she's alive. Right. Or dead. So. Yep. So we'll you'll have to tune in. Definitely watch the series. And I this I want to bring this point up. I don't want to give it away, but I, I do want to talk about this. Remember when the, the the first place that they go, they go and meet. Uh, they stay at the home with the family. Yeah. And it was the first time that Sweet Tooth has ever seen a kid, a real kid. And remember how that went. Remember how the the father wanted to protect his family and didn't want obviously this this hybrid in his house but they were such good people they did meet good people on their way there got to stay the night there and then things end up ends up happening but the interaction between sweet tooth and the real little boy that was i love that so good so good and how the kid treated him and how he got to be a kid for the first time so that was so such an awesome scene it was, and I'm. Uh, that's the scene that stands out the most to me. And we're going to dive into it deeper when, uh, yeah, not right. next Thursday, but the following thir- the next Thursday after. Right. But that scene alone, I love because I like yeah. how the kid gets ticked off at Sweet Tooth. He goes, yeah. "How do you know?" Because they were playing Marco Polo, right? And the mother goes, "Well, you know, he's not the. He doesn't have the same features as you do, or anything. So play a game that you guys know that you guys can both be good at." Right. And I love right. that. It's a warm, it's inviting, they're accepting yeah. of him. Yes. And no wonder yes. why that a certain character wants to leave him there because he actually right. feels like he belongs within that family. 
Right, exactly. And I was, I, you know, and I was, I, well, we will stop right there. We'll stop right there. Yeah. Because I'll, 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 I don't want to give it away. <laughs> right. I was told I was like the first host we're keeping secrets. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is back when uh, Quinn Bennett was on the show, right? So I was like, I'm not going to okay. tell you who my, who my surprise guest is on the 23rd of November. Then I wound up telling the person, <laughs> telling oh my. everybody who it is. <laughs> so, right. He goes, man, you're like the worst person for surprises. <laughs> I said, I'm sorry, I was geeked out. I, right, you know, but still, uh, but no, Rossi, I do appreciate you taking the time out of your night to talk about this, and I do appreciate awesome. you uh, introducing me into this world of Sweet Tooth, Thank and you. I loved it. I loved what it was. I like fantasy. I like this. This has yep. a perfect touch of realism with fantasy. Right. I love it. Right. Good. Good. I'm happy that you saw what I saw. I look forward to finishing up the review and doing a series and uh, letting people know a little bit more about it. Right. And the song I was thinking about because um, I was, was sugar. We're going down and it had, and it's by the seer. It's actually by fallout boy. And oh, okay. The video, I don't know if you remember the music video or anything. No. In the music video, there's actually a, a human being that has the antlers on and everything and doing a sweet tooth. Really? Kind of feel to it. And this okay, is way I'll before check it out. the comic. I'll so check this it is out. A different type of lore. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fallout Boy. Yep. Okay. So, all right. So, with that being said, guys, I know this is a little bit shorter episode than we normally do, but, you know, I'm just glad and privileged to be able to bring you some kind of content for tonight, especially after the last night and everything, not being able to do anything because on the count of the storm, the cold front that was coming in. Mm-hmm. But tomorrow night, I promise you that we're going to have something on here as well. I just don't know yet because I want to do the Lost Boys review. I haven't had anyone set up for that one yet. So, we're going to with that being said, though, Rossi, where can everybody follow you at? You can follow me on Instagram at McCree123Hotmail.com. That's M-C-C-R-E-E-123Hotmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at RossiLynnBark1. And on Facebook, on my Facebook page, Rossi Lynn. All right. And everybody, you guys can follow me at Facebook at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Night over there. And of course, on Instagram and on Pinterest underneath the same brand name. I also teamed up with two Blur Girls podcast. And what we're doing is we're doing Scentsies. And so all proceeds, if you buy a Scentsy, it goes to the Children of St. Jude's Children's Hospital. As a matter of fact, we raised $796 thanks to you nice. guys for contributing. So that means so much to us in the Two Blur Girls podcast. So thank you so much for donating, buying some sensies for you and your family during this uh, during this time. Also, too, if you want to feel generous, if you want to go on ahead and give me 5 to $10 to keep the lights here on at Movie Loves Unite. And all you have to do is just go to uh, www.gofundme.com forward slash movie lovers podcast. And that's how you can donate five to $10 over there. But of course you don't have to, I understand this time of the year or the month has your, uh, pretty much have your pockets on a hold because number one, we have Christmas coming up. We have Thanksgiving coming up, but you know what guys, a simple, like a simple share subscribing on the right hand corner of this thing, smashing that little subscribe button means so much in the world to me. So give me a thumbs up. Give me a share. Get, subscribe to the channel. Let everybody know about Movie Lovers Unite. Also, too, 
go on ahead, go down to Good Pods. You know what Good Pods is? I'm glad that you asked that again, Rusty. I do appreciate it. You've been so great on asking all these questions. But all you have to do is go over to Good Pods and subscribe over there. Of course, you can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, rate us over there as well. That also helps us out with the rankings over there. And also, too, lets everybody be able to find us. But with Good Pods, it's like social media for people that love listening to podcasts or if you're a podcaster yourself and you want to get into podcasting, or if you're uh, someone that already has a podcast, good pods is definitely a good way to go. They're easy to actually listen to this. Their play button is so easy to use. It's smooth and everything else too. And also too, they, you can also rank each individual episode. Tell us what you think about each individual episode. It gives us a chance to interact with you. But another way that you can interact with me is going ahead, email me at movielovesunite at gmail.com. Of course, you guys can go on ahead, follow me underneath uh, TikTok on Movie Lovers Unit Zero. I drop some promotional stuff sometimes at time, even some recordings that we've done. So go on ahead and check that out. And then, of course, go over to Movie Lovers Unit on Twitter. And then, of course, I'm also on Mount Schmodowns on the weekends, on Saturdays. And what is Schmodown? I'm glad that you asked that question, too, Rusty. Man, you've been asking a lot of questions today. I know. I know. But, but Schmodown <laughs> is like the WWE UFC uh, movie trivia. They have belts for, like, inner geekdom. They have belts for Star Wars. They have tag team belts. They This is... If you're into movie trivia, this is actually the place for you. We interview people from the past and present of the Schmodown. We dissect the matches. This is a great thing if you love Schmodown or if you love trivia. Even if you don't know what Schmodown is, check out Schmodown on the Schmodown uh, uh, YouTube channel over there. But Schmodown is definitely where you can find me at on Mount... As a matter of fact, on uh, Schmoes of the North. That's also another YouTube channel that I'm a part of. And we do that every Saturday at 3 o'clock Central Time, 4 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Pacific Time on Schmoes of the North. And that's everywhere that you can find me at. I do appreciate everybody tonight that tuned in. Thank you, Rossi, once again You're for welcome. being my guest on my show. It's always. always a pleasure. Thank you. You're welcome. And always until next time, guys, it's been real. It's been fun. I can't wait to do this again. And bye-bye.